What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Do Make Something podcast. I'm your host, Jam Kalpin, and I'm here every week to help you stop adulting from killing your creativity and to encourage you to create something to help your mental health. What's going on, guys? This is episode two. Episode two. We are just getting started. Just getting started. I hope everyone is doing well, or at least trying to do well and stay sane out here in these... uh, out in, in these crazy pandemic streets, in the, 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 these demic streets, it's, it's crazy out here. Stuff keeps changing. They keep changing requirements and stuff like that. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, do this, do whatever. Anyways, we don't want to talk about that right now. What I want to talk about, like I, I shared in the, the previous episode, the whole point of this podcast is to help black men get to a healthier, better place because we need the help. <laughs> we need the help to get there. And um, if you don't think you need help, either you really are doing well and maybe you're already applying this stuff or you're lying to yourself. And that's okay. That's okay. We, you know, sometimes people who are are not well or sick, sometimes we lie to ourselves for a very, very, very long time before we can admit it that, yo, I actually need help. And it also doesn't help that, you know, in our culture, I'm, I'm grateful that a lot of it's changing now. Um, but a lot of times as men, we feel like we got to, quote unquote, keep uh, <laughs> just, you know, keep, keep a very straight face and um, put on a lot and not actually admit that we need help or that we're hurt or that we're sick. And that is not helping us. That is not helping our communities. And it's messing up our relationships with uh, other people like our, our wives our family and you know even our children if you have children um so now we got to work on that and um that's what this podcast is here to try to do I'm, I'm trying my little best with this podcast to try to help other men be better uh definitely in the mental health space because a lot of it stems from that a lot of it a lot of it stems from what we think about ourselves and all that stuff so your mental health is super important is very, very important. And again, I'm sharing a lot of the stuff that I'm sharing is stuff that I, I wrestle with, stuff that I'm trying to heal from. And uh, I just want to pay it for it, so to speak. You know, um, Today, I want to talk about the importance of having an outlet or an emotional release valve. That's what I call it. You know, we, I think sometimes we already, quote unquote, have an emotional release valve, but we might not acknowledge what it is. And we might not really take the time to really assess if this release valve, this outlet is actually benefiting us or helping us. In another episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about why um, vices aren't a good outlet. And that's something that we regularly and more easily usually turn to, to try to um, heal our hurt, whether it's healing it or avoiding it or suppressing it. That's not good. <laughs> we actually need a healthy way in a productive way, in a constructive way to actually deal with what we're feeling and what's deep inside of us. And the thing is, this is something that our counterparts, like our women, are more effective at. They, they are better at actually communicating how they feel, expressing themselves. Um, you know, when, when they're around their, their, their sisters or around their friends or whatever, they actually see the benefit of it. You know, I don't, I'm not, and I'm not saying that either one of us has got it perfect, but I think 
women are definitely better at um, having a moment to kind of release how they feel creatively and uh, non-creatively. But that's something that we as men need to do. And so why is it important? Well, I mean, if you look at it in an engineering sense, if you have like a car engine, if you have a car engine or any other like complex system that is uses pressure in some form to move pieces, to get things going or whatever, if you don't have something for the pressure to be released from or exhaust to go out, the joint just blows up. It just explodes. Like, you know, the pressure will be too high and it'll just grow and grow and grow and things will start to break down and fall apart. But if you don't have something in your life, if you don't have something in the system that actually pushes things out, things break, things blow up. Even if you look at your body, like, you know, when somebody uses the bathroom, sometimes it's described as relieving yourself. Like your body has been filled up with waste. (laughs) And if you don't release it, that stuff starts to break down your body. It starts to mess you up and you can get sick that way. You can die that way if you don't move the waste, if you don't move those things out of you. And it's the same way with us mentally and emotionally. If we're just harboring stuff and building all this stuff up and not dealing with it, it just festers. The pressure gets too tight. It gets overwhelming and the system will start to break down. And the thing is, just touching on this a little bit, because again, I'm going to do a whole separate podcast on this idea about vices. Like sometimes we will try to use drugs and alcohol or sex or something like that to try to ease the pressure. You know, more or less it's distracting us from the fact that, yo, we're at red. Things are overloading and we need to deal with it. And like numbing yourself of the pressure that's there doesn't fix it. It doesn't make anything better. It just actually makes things worse because you're not actually dealing with the problem. So why is that like... How is this related to creating? Well, creativity and expressing yourself in different forms actually gives you an opportunity to release some of those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions. It gives you that opportunity to do it, you know, and it can be used in a productive way. Like for me, one of the first ways or tools that I used creatively was just writing, whether it's journal entries or poetry short stories or like songs or whatever, I was able to take ideas, thoughts that I had, opinions or whatever, hurt, anger, frustration, even even good things too, you know, like I met the belief that most of the music that has ever created, <laughs> and it's not all of it, but most of the music that's ever created, and, and maybe even for a lot of artists, men, um, like you're either writing songs out of pain or you're writing songs out of joy. And a lot of them are around women. <laughs> like either you're writing a love song or you're writing a song because you're heartbroken. You know, <laughs> like those are the big starters. That was definitely the case for me. You know, at the time I would tried to make my first mixtape uh, for a girl I, girl I liked and it was trash. But that was my effort to try to communicate how I felt. And, uh, that method still exists today. There's still love songs written. Maybe they're not as good as they used to be, you know, depending on who you talk to or whatever. Some people think like the Motown era, 60s, 70s, depending on who you ask, maybe even, you know, 
up until the 90s. <laughs> you know, that's when good love songs ex existed. Maybe not so much now, but anyways, that was a method to try to communicate and to release, to re relieve yourself of that emotional and mental weight that you're carrying. So like, it's just something simple as that, writing a journal. Or later, as I was continuing to make music and stuff like that, you know, I got into producing. And for me, that was cathartic. So I would take how, how, however I was feeling and try to put it in, into my music. And I didn't realize I was doing that until uh, a friend of mine just pointed that out. Like at one point in time, my music sounded a certain way. And then later it got really dark. <laughs> it got really dark and had a different vibe to it. And, you know, he asked me like, yo, what's going on? Like th this music is like real dark. What's going I mean, he, I think he still thought it was sounded cool, but the vibe about it, everything was really dark. And then, you know, once he made that comment, I, I you know, took a step back and was like, well, yeah, I guess I, I do kind of emote um, and release onto the music. And again, that that's just an example. These are just examples for me. Like other examples that people, sometimes people, you know, paint to release their feelings or whatever, you know, like express their anger, express their, their joy, ex express their, their fears, express anything else that's on them and that's heavy on their heart. They'll put it on the canvas. Like all of that stuff is necessary so that you can try to process and get that stuff out. But if you don't, if you don't, you'll get backed up. You'll feel stuck, you know, even just talking to people. Like I am 100% for therapy or counseling. Like actually being able to sit down and share how you feel, what you thought, what you're thinking, what's on your mind. But you know, sometimes therapy can be um, out of reach for people. Sometimes therapy can be, um, like it may take some time to break the stigma of, you know, being a black man and getting therapy or getting getting counsel. I understand that. For a long time, there has been a lot of negative association with actually trying to get help that way. But no, I definitely encourage everybody, every man, <laughs> to get some counseling, um, especially anger management stuff like that. Like that stuff is really important. But until you actually work up the courage to do that, a simple way is to create. And again, that's. The purpose behind this podcast is to encourage you and to equip you to actually create something. And I think we all have it. We all have some creativity and we all have things to express and things to emote and to um, release, you know. So why not create something? And, you know, it can be for a lot of reasons. Like, again, the tagline of, of the show is like, you know, stop adulting from killing your creativity. Sometimes we feel like we don't have time. Sometimes it just, the idea of trying to be creative, trying to take time to write a journal or, or a poetry or a song or whatever, to do anything, you know, make how, how, however you want to create. And uh, later on in uh, another episode, I'm going to share, you know, different easy ways that, you know, maybe you can create, you know, tools or options to help you release and communicate your emotions. But we can worry about time. We can worry about opinions of what other people think. Um, sometimes we feel like we're too old to do certain stuff. Like if you want to, you know, for me, like something I would love to do is uh, break dance and just different types of dance in general. It can be any other hip hop. It can be like hip hop dance or whatever. Like, but sometimes I feel like, well, you know, my knees kind of crack and pop. <laughs> it's like I'm pop locking without dancing. Like that's not good. And I don't know when that started happening. It's just... Anyways, but you can start to feel like you're, you're too old, like your time is gone. 
your moment is gone for you to try to create something, you know? But that's not true. And that's something we need to navigate and work through. And yeah, I mean, it's... Having a release is so important. And again, having a creative outlet, I think is a very productive and simple way to start to deal with that stuff. Like there are two examples that come to mind or that I wanted to share with you of, I think, men who um, used creativity in different ways. So like the first one is a big biblical example, but you have King David. He's, to my understanding, the writer of majority of the book of Psalms, you know, all of those are songs <laughs> like, and he's communicating, whether it's thoughts, emotions, or teachings, like he's expressing himself through these songs, these songs that tons of people to this day still relate to. One of my favorite uh, Psalms is Psalm 42. And I'm just going to read verses 9 through 11. But this whole Psalm, like, sometimes we think, especially when it comes to like Christianity and being a believer, sometimes we think we always have to be happy. And there, I think there's a difference between happiness and joy. But we always think everything has to be unicorns and sunshine and, and perfect all the time. But that's, uh, to me, I think that's anti-biblical because like, there's so much sorrow. <laughs> there's so much sorrow and heartache and struggle and strife and pain in the Bible. But there's also, you know, a lot of beautiful things, a lot of things to rejoice about, a lot of things to feel happy about. Um, there's a lot there. But to think, you know, as a Christian, that like, you can't have hard moments is a lie. And I think it's a, it's a lie that a lot of people more recently are acknowledging and um, wrestling with and pushing back towards in regards to like church culture and Christianity as a whole, especially here in the West, like in the United States and stuff. But the, the th three verses that I wanted to read was Psalm 42. And this is the New Living Translation. So verse nine, oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. So like for me, whenever I read the psalm, you know, I appreciate the honesty and the transparency that uh, David is showing. Um, King David is showing in the verses of the song, you know, like, yo, why, why am I discouraged? Why am my heart so sad? And like, God, why have you forgotten me? Why have you forsaken me? What's up? And like him feeling comfortable enough to express that, you know, that that's super, super important um, that we do that. And like another example that I thought of, to me, I, I just, I think this is a really cool song, but like, actually going through the lyrics of it, and I'm, I'm not gonna go through all the lyrics or whatever, but you can tell like there's a lot of emotion being communicated in the lyrics and the way that the song goes. So the, I, I'm, the song I'm thinking about, or whatever, is um, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. And so like, I'm not that big or huge of a rap or hip hop connoisseur. I'm aware of it. I, I will never say that I'm a true hip hop head. I will never say that, <laughs> but there's a lot of good music out there and a lot of what's communicated, even though for some people it may like seem toxic, toxic or whatever. Um, there's a lot of emotion being communicated in hip hop songs. 
a lot of times it's anger. But also I think that anger can mask hurt and pain and fear and a lot of things that honestly in our culture and our community as black men and black people, we don't feel comfortable enough actually sharing and actually you know, being vulnerable in a sense. And so we kind of push back or instead of actually effectively communicating those feelings, we just use anger to communicate that. Like, and it sucks because anger is so limited in what it can communicate. Like, don't get me wrong, anger is an important emotion and it's, a, it's an important thing to share and be able to communicate effectively and in a healthy way. But if anger is the only thing we show and there's so much, so many other layers behind it, it's like, this is a geeky answer, but it's like communicating in binary. It's like ones and zeros. Either you're angry or you're not. Like that is limited of the human experience. And I know even in my relationship, my marriage, like my wife, who is more effective at communicating and understanding things and uh, processing things, it can be trying and tiring for her if I'm not effectively communicating things, if I'm only giving her ones and zeros, you know, like women want more. (laughs) Women want more than just this or that. Like there's so many intricacies, you know, like there's a joke sometimes um, with my wife and I, like we're in, say we're at Target because that's where she loves to go. We're at Target and she's looking at clothes and she's asking for my opinion. And say she's held up a shirt or a dress or something like that. And she's like, what do you think about this shirt? This, this, you know, this piece of clothing. And I can be like, oh yeah, that's a nice red dress. But for her, she might pick, you know, a a specific shade of red. But in my mind, it's just red, you know? And there's so many aspects of us that are different in that. But my point is, if we only focus on anger and we actually don't do the work to get to the intricacies of that, it's limited. And that, that even adds to, like that's not a, an effective release valve. And so why I brought up the song Dreams and Nightmares is like one, it's really exciting <laughs> to see how people will respond to the song. Like if you're out, like whether it's, you know, a DJ spinning it at a club or something like that. And the intensity that comes with the song and like the story that's being told, like, and again, the emotions that's there. And one of the lines that's in it is near the end of the song that my wife pointed out to me one time is like, is near the end, but he says, you know, the little, it's more than a couplet, I think, but the, the, the part of the verse is, the same nigga that came up and I had to wait for my spot and these niggas hating on me, hoes waiting on me, still in that hood shit, my Rolls Royce on E, they gonna remember me. I say, remember me. Like, it's just that one line, uh, they gonna remember me. I say, remember me. Like he was expressing so much stuff in the rest of the song. And like that one line, like communicates a lot. Like of, it's almost like, and this, this I could be wrong again, you know, somebody can listen to this like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real Meek Mill fan. I know exactly what he's trying to communicate. I was actually there with him when he wrote the song. But what I'm saying from what I, <laughs> from the little aspects that I get from the song is like, He's gone through all of this stuff and all of this work and effort and grinding and fighting to be remembered, you know, to have an impact, to let people know, yo, I matter and the things that I do matter. And it's like, 
even though somebody could listen to the song and be like, oh, he's angry as a mug, but like he's communicating things here, you know, and it is deeper than that. And so I, I used, again, use this as an example because like it's an outlet, you know, sure. He, he you know, rapping and performing at this point is like his career. Um, but to use this medium as a way to express himself and to some degree be vulnerable, maybe the best way that he knows how to be vulnerable, that's deep. And it's something that, again, as black men, we need to do. And I'm not saying that every black man needs to be a rapper. I'm not saying that. But like, we do need to have ways to express ourselves. We do need to have ways of more effectively communicating what's going on in our minds and our hearts and what we're feeling. And we need to do that so that we can be in a better space to relate well to those around us. We need to take time to have a release valve. We need to make that, make that an important aspect of our lives. You gotta have one. You gotta have some way to deal with the pressure that you're carrying, you know? And what I'm suggesting and offering is that you can do that constructively with creativity. And you don't have to let adulting and the stresses of life stop you from that. It doesn't have to kill your creativity. Because that creativity, I believe, is already inside of you. We just need to do the work together to unearth it and to use it effectively. Thanks for listening to the show. For those checking out the podcast on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And for those listening on your favorite podcasting app, leave a comment, subscribe, and follow. Thanks again for tuning in. Until the next episode, find some time to go make something. It's good for you and for those who matter to you.